Welcome to Cardboard Philosophy, the board game podcast where we talk about nothing serious, seriously. Each episode, we randomly pick from a list of niche, deep board game topics and have at it. So we invite you to join us at the table, listen in on our conversations, and let us know what you think. Welcome back to episode number 20 of Cardboard Philosophy. We did it. We hit the goal. This is the last episode of the podcast. My <laughs> name is Evan, God. and I'm joined, as always, by Steve and Robert. How's it going, guys? Hello. Pretty good. Let's skip the small talk. Let's go right into talking games. Okay. Rolling some dice. Numero seven. Mechanisms versus genre. This is a Robert question. Take us away. So there are some words phrases i guess in board games that some people call a genre but i want to call a mechanism for example deck building (laughs) people call it a genre i think it's a mechanism uh is there a difference if so what's the difference does the difference even matter or is it all just semantic nonsense but i really want to get into like what makes a genre a genre and a mechanism a mechanism and can one ever become the other or are they just two words for the same thing well, as someone who has built their whole personality around pedantism and semantics, let's go. What I would like to posit is a counter question, and that is what would define a genre in board games? What defines a genre in anything? Well, I think it's many things. In board games, I would say it's the mechanisms, but like a group <laughs> of mechanisms, not just one mechanism. 4X is a genre. It has, you know, the four X's, um, which maybe I can remember. Um, exploit, which often has to do with some kind of resource management or, you know, some kind of management, some Euro-y thing, let's say. Exploration, which has to do with maybe with some randomness, um, revealing tiles or cards or whatever. Extermination, which has to do some with some combat kind of mechanism, right? And then what's the other one? Expand. Yeah. Expand, which... I don't know, it's maybe more a feeling than a mechanism, but you can drive the feeling of expansion via some mechanisms, like engine building might make you feel like you're expanding. So it's like many mechanisms um, make a genre to me. I mean, my gut says a genre. Hmm. How do you you put it in words? (laughs) I I would say that a genre can be birthed from a mechanism. So like if a mechanism hits a certain critical mass, at that point, does it become a genre? Yeah, because if you look at video games, which we talked about last time, like a first person perspective game, first person is a mechanism, but a first person shooter is a genre at this point where if I say, oh, it's an FPS, most people who are in that wheelhouse are going to go, oh, okay, and they're going to have certain expectations, much like if I said to you, it's a deck builder, you're going to have certain expectations going into that game as to what's happening because that specific mechanic has hit a point where it's kind of transcended just being, I'm going to buy cards and build a deck. I disagree with your deck builder thing. For example, uh, Dominion, Dune Imperium, Lost Ruins of Arnak, Great Western Trail, Taverns of Tiefenthal, I think feel like very different games, but they all have deck building. So may- maybe maybe it's it's a deck builder genre game if a certain percentage of the game is about the deck building or something like that because mm-hmm. grab trail is like you know maybe eight percent deck building uh, if we're being yeah. accurate <laughs> i don't know um but dominion is like 95 percent deck building right mm-hmm. so maybe maybe a mechanism becomes a genre if it like overtakes the decision space or the amount of things in the game are mostly that thing it's not like if a game has deck building all of a sudden it's a deck building game because i wouldn't call the great Western trail 
or Taverns of mm-hmm. Tiefenthal, all those things. I feel like generally a genre is just sort of like a group, right? Like it just sort of helps us like categorize and like say, okay, these are those ones, these are these ones. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if it's anything really more than that. Like I'm almost curious to like open up dictionary or something and you know what I mean? Like see what the literal definition of like genre is, like what makes it that versus just like a category or a group. I think that is pretty much what a genre is though. Right. If you think of movies, if I'm saying, hey, do you want to watch this horror movie? Mm-hmm. Then you expect certain, like you're going to get scared or there's going to be something spooky happening. If I say, hey, do you want to watch this romantic movie? It's going to have some romance in it. But I'm realizing sitting here thinking about board games there are definitely genres, but I think if we take what Robert's saying and we don't conflate the main mechanism with a genre, then stuff gets a little bit harder to categorize. Yes. Like, I feel like I agree with everything you guys are saying. Like, I don't think of Great Western Trail as a deck builder game, you know, like, because it's not like the main thing. That's not like the main, like, how I would categorize or describe it exactly. And to your point, I mean, like, like even say the movies, you know, like, yeah, a romance movie, I'm expecting some level of romance, but just because there's some romantic subplot in a movie doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, categorize it as a, a romance movie the same way a deck builder, just because this one has a, a bit of your technically right. choosing cards to put into your little deck, you know. The genres in board games, like you have horror and sci-fi board games the same way you have those genres. Like in board games, I don't know if like the fact that it's sci-fi setting matters as much as the fact that you're deck building. Whereas in a movie, the setting, the the fact that it's like sci-fi, mm-hmm. like you're not interacting, you're not choosing anything about the movie. So like the the type of story it is, like that's kind of more important maybe. Yeah. So maybe that's why in games we sometimes the mechanic becomes the genre. Yeah, I definitely think you're right in that the thematic, like what's the genre in one medium becomes the theme in another media and what the theme is in one media becomes like the mechanic almost in another one, which is interesting because I've never really thought about the conversion rates of setting. If we're going to establish 4X is a genre, which I think we all would agree makes sense. That seems like a fairly good starting place. Would that mean that? Uh, oh, Steve, Steve disagrees. It's not. I mean, well, what well, is it, Steve? Well, you just you made the point that those are more like mechanisms. Like it's a it's, but it's a collection of those mechanisms. Yeah. You know? No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think the forex is our mechanism. Like, what is exploit? There's no right. Like, if somebody okay. said this is an exploit game, would you know what it is? I don't mm-hmm. think so. Mm-hmm. Because there's many ways you could you could get it. They're more like feelings. I think those forexes. They're more like they're more like um thematic things the character you are embodying does but how you do them isn't a mechanism you can do that in many ways i agree it's not quite as explicit as maybe like deck building but it i feel like it kind of hints at like what kinds of interactions and actions and things you're going to be doing versus if i said we're gonna play a sci-fi game you have no idea what the actions are going to be like yeah i mean maybe you could start to take some guesses some educated assumptions that maybe there's going to be conflict because usually there, you know what I mean like but or something yeah, yeah, yeah. but like I, I mean the prime example of that is terraforming Mars and on Mars those games are both set on Mars and that's where the similarities die <laughs> yeah um yeah like if those were both movies would uh, they would both probably be sci-fi one might be a little yeah. more I mean there's the Martian right it's probably yeah I guess close. it's basically that but something yeah but that's actually a really good point <laughs> that 
board games can't hinge on theme and setting in the same way that movies do, so we can't define genres by theme, but I think we can define them by something other than mechanisms still. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm leaning towards feeling or yeah. types of interaction, like you said, which I think kind of bundles into the feeling while you're playing the game. Well, and I've seen like sometimes people say like, oh, deck or bag or pool building to sort of try right. to, you know, maybe expand it a bit more to include anything where you're kind of building up like a set that you draw from. I also really like the the romance movie thing because most movies have some level of romance in yeah. them. Yeah. But it, you need like a certain amount for it to be classified as a romantic film. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. So I think board games are the same way. Like, yeah, many board games might have an element of deck building in them at this point. Yeah. But you need a certain amount of deck building for it to be classified as a deck building game. Yeah, or like push your luck. Technically, there's a lot of ways in games where you're like kind of pushing your luck a little bit. Or I feel like I am, right? Like I feel like I'm in that headspace of like, ooh, do I think they're going to go there next round? Do I think I have one more turn? Mm." At that point, do you then start classifying the mechanisms under a certain header genre? Like if I say... Raw is an economic game because it's an auction-based game. Does that work? Because I wouldn't describe that game as being an economic game, but auctions do involve economics to a certain degree. Mm. So auction is a mechanism. Economic is a genre. (laughs) Because you can get across the feeling of being in a shared economy with people without auctions. For example, Pipeline does not have a single auction, but it feels like Mm -hmm. you guys are all part of the same economy. Raw has auctions and feels like you guys are part of the same economy. So I think True. I think auction would be the mechanism. Um, and if we do want to like dig deep mm. into which is which, Board Game Geek has some start. They have category, which is what they call a genre. And then they have mechanics, which is what they call mechanisms. And you can see they're different things. For example, economic is a category. And then if you look at mechanic, auction, and the different kinds of auctions are mechanics. Mm-hmm. So I think I am agreeing with Board Game Geek's distinction generally here but of course it's not the be all end all in that example if, if you said hey we're gonna play an auction game that tells me a little bit maybe more or is a little more specific than if you said we're gonna play an economic game although that would yeah. be correct you know mm-hmm. if you just said we're gonna play an economic game i could be like oh are we gonna we're we gonna play pipeline are we gonna play power grid are we gonna play you know raw <laughs> like, uh it I don't know. I don't know what I would assume you're talking about first. I think you're right that like when people, if if they say what genre is it, like that does have a certain meaning, and it's weird that the the mechanics and genres have maybe blurred a little bit in board games. But like, I think a lot of people say like, oh, like what kind of game do you want to play? Like what type of game? It's not like what genre of game do you want to play? <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. Uh, I think a lot of times people kind of the two are used in a very similar way to help talk about games and to like just decide you know even just like the way to communicate and say hey what kind of game do you want to play i think a really good example of this in general because 4x is a little bit not obtuse but i do think there's a a a fairly wide vector there is train games because train games are very similar to economic games in a lot of ways but if i say to someone hey do you want to play a train game that nomenclature carries with it a certain association which there are different types of train games you can have cube rail you can have uh, pick up and deliver you can have more stock oriented games but all of those are usually going to kind of fall into a certain weight class as far as your difficulty is concerned they're going to fall into a certain length and i feel like that's a good example of kind of delineating a genre is you can have all these different things under it but it's always going to involve trains and it's always going to involve these certain 
benchmarks of the experience. I don't know if this is going to help the conversation, but that just makes me think of Stevenson's Rocket. Ding. There it is. Ding. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times like I, I talk about that or like I think of it as like a train game, even like a, a cube game, even though there aren't like cubes exactly. But like it, to me, it feels like it has a lot of the same stuff. But I, I feel like there's maybe some debate there of like, is it a train game, quote unquote? Is it, it's not, you know, like a cube or a rail game, like, but it, to me, it feels like it shares a lot of that bidding and economy and stocks and things like that. I think it's interesting when the games start to mix them a little bit and they're not like just clear, like, oh, it's just clear deck building. It's just pure, you know, like a Dominion clone or something like. Well, I think, I think the question there is like, what's the point of a genre? Maybe. Like if somebody tells you that 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 Stevenson's Rocket and I don't know Irish Gage are both train games, is that useful? Like now, do you know something about train games? Like if somebody says this is a train game, do you now know more about what it could be like, or does it actually harm your understanding of what it could be if you, if Stevenson's Rocket gets thrown into train games as well? Like does that make it too vague? Because I think yeah. a genre you want to be vague enough to to meet. A few games at least right mm-hmm. one game being in a genre is strange so it's like a bucket mm-hmm. but if it's too broad then it becomes useless as a categorization tool so there's like some use case of a genre that i think we're hinting mm-hmm. at which is what i think is difficult about using stevenson's rocket as an example is i don't think it's a train game oh see, i think it it's is. a game with a train on the front of the box <laughs> and that's kind of as far as it goes because nothing else in that game feels like a train game yes it has shares but the shares don't function like they do in any usual economic game. It's got track laying, but again, the track laying doesn't function like it does in any other train game. I don't think it's a train game, but I think it's an economic game. Because yes. what I think makes something economic is shared incentives, and that's all that game is, really. Just a bunch of shared incentives. But yeah, I definitely think calling it a train game would be strange because it, the rails are more a memory of the train's path than like actual rails mm-hmm. for the train, which is what you're doing in train games usually. You're building like connections between locations. So I, I agree. I agree with you, I think. Yeah. So maybe that's a point of where like these buckets can be a little misleading if you have a different idea of what we mean by, you know, X or Y genre or bucket. So if we want to talk about bucket definitions, I'll see if we agree with this. On BGG, trains is a category and it says train games often involve gameplay and imagery related to railroads and rail vehicles. Many of the most popular train games are set in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. And then economic is economic games encourage players to manage a system of production, distribution, trade, and or consumption goods. The games usually simulate a market in some way. The term is often used interchangeably with resource management games, which I think is a mistake. I think those are different things. I think that description of train game is almost treating it like a setting and not treating it as what mechanics generally fall under that genre. Because if we're going to treat board game genres as a amalgamation of different mechanics, and those mechanics can vary title to title, but are always going to kind of fall under that same genre header, I would agree that most train games are set like in the early 1900s, because that's kind of when trains were at their height. They uh, they haven't exactly exploded in popularity <laughs> in the uh, late aughts, unfortunately. I think that's kind of losing some of the spark of they usually involve auctions they usually involve like a form of area control or at least route building whereas i think the economic descriptor is a little bit better except i agree with you that the uh, resource management isn't necessarily what i would associate with it i don't know if genre is an amalgamation of mechanisms though yeah it's not always i think i yeah 
I was just was, I mean, again, I'll, I'll keep coming back to like sci-fi. Like that is a genre in board gaming. Is it though? Well, <laughs> if I say to you, we're going to play a sci-fi game. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like to me, it is a genre, but like it isn't as useful in board gaming to go purely on a like thematic genre. You know, like those buckets aren't as helpful for like talking about like what the game is like. Uh, the ex- what the experience of playing the game is like as much. I mean, it, it helps. Like if I say we're going to play a sci-fi deck builder, that tells you more than if I just say a deck builder or... I feel it, like a sci-fi deck builder is just Dominion reschemed to space. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it at least tells you a little bit about what the experience is going to be like. I mean, I guess I'm thinking of the same way that you can have a, a romantic comedy movie. You know, like it's it's got a little bit of both you kind of need both of those words or you could just call it a romantic movie. It still is maybe predominantly that, but there's a sub genre of the romantic comedy. I think what I'm trying to say is that genres don't translate across mediums the way that you would think they do. Like, I don't think you can say this is a sci-fi game in the board gaming text and use that as the genre. That's the setting. That's the theme. I think the genre comes down to, something else like the 4x like the train like hey this is a train game in a sci-fi setting hmm. Ooh, i think is mm. the wait difference. what game is this evan where can i buy it, uh, <laughs> it, it it's the moon map on age of steam <laughs> there was a moon rails game i feel like i saw oh, like that lunar lunar rails or something like yeah that. there was a yeah. one of those yeah i feel like I saw uh, that like i'm looking at this at this list of, of bgg categories and they have things like bluffing and deduction which to me are exactly what I would call a genre because yeah. it doesn't tell you the mechanism, nor does it tell you the theme. It tells you the feel like what are we bluffing with? Yeah. There's many mechanisms you could use for a bluffing game, right? Poker and skull have bidding. Other games have like hand management things or like secret information and reveal. Same with the deduction. What are we deducing? Is mm-hmm. it like a solitaire act where we're all deducing, you know, like where planet X is or are we trying to deduce things about each other? But it's still the same feeling of deduction. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm still on the train of genre meaning feeling in board games. Is this an issue of we are like just better at categorizing some games or is it that some games are just easier to like fall into categories? But like I feel like some games you could say that's a deduction game. I'd be like, yep, that's no argument there. Like deduction yeah. is the good thing to call that game, you know, but I feel like there's some some fuzzier examples or like, I don't know, maybe like Botswana. Like, Economic. Dang. Oh, yeah. Dang. But if you just said hey, next we're going to play an economic game. I guess you don't really need much more. If you said that we're going to play an economic card game, that kind of implies to me, okay, it's not going to have a big board. It's probably going to be a little lighter. We're going to, you know, I I wouldn't feel the need to be like, oh, we're going to play an economic safari game (laughs) (laughs) or uh, (laughs) uh, natural, like uh, a documentary. uh, Not another safari game, game, Steve. Steve only brings safari games to commit. (laughs) Only animal realistic animal not anthropomorphic not those people animals i want real (laughs) only that's the genre what about an anthropomorphic safari game where you're on safaris looking at animals as anthropomorphic animals or just just people looking at at humans like in in offices when you're talking about that i was thinking about dominion and like if it's not a deck building game i don't think we should call it deck building as a genre i think it's genre is resource management and the resources happen to be on cards but like 
at the end of the day, you're managing resources, and the mechanism to do that with is deck building. Hmm. Is a card game a genre? I don't think so. Then a board game has to be a genre, which feels too broad. I'm just thinking of what Steve just said, where I, I would agree 100% that Botswana is an economic game. But I think if I just said, hey, do you want to play an economic game next? And right. then put Botswana on the table, there's a little bit of a expectation mismatch there. But if I say, hey, it's an economic card game, I feel like yeah. that slid like perfectly in there. So then what is a card game? Well, it's like books. Like you have novels, epics, novellas, mm, short yeah. stories. I think it's something like that. Yeah. Where okay. you could have a sci-fi short story or a sci-fi epic or a sci-fi novel. And that tells you something different besides the genre. It's like almost a form factor, like how it's presented. Mm-hmm. I think there are sometimes going to be games that are just like maybe hard to categorize too. The same way you have like movies, right? Like there's definitely times where I watch a movie and it's like, well, that was labeled as like a sci-fi comedy or something. I'm like, <laughs> wasn't that funny? I guess like dark comedy maybe, you know, like like what I consider a comedy, you know, maybe is a little little different or some some movies maybe or games. It's just a little hard. It's like, yeah. well, there's there's some bluffing in there technically, and there's technically your deck building, but it's definitely not the main mechanic. So I wouldn't call it a deck builder, but like, you know, it's yeah. in there if you want to. If if you're into that, I guess it's worth calling out. You know, so maybe it even depends on who you're talking to, like things you know they like or that they would know or care about. I don't know. Yeah, you're never gonna have like a perfect delineation of what something is, but that's part of the fun of having genres is mm-hmm. that discussion that you can have afterwards of. What was that? Especially when you get something that's really off the beaten track. I mean, we've talked about Byzantium in the past or Byzantinium or whatever we're calling it. Um, I don't know what you would call that. Maybe a war game because it kind of has some war game vibes to it. But like it's such a weird game. But that's part of the charm of it is how are we going to quantify what this is while we're playing it? And then after you play it, what was that? Well, BGG says it's a medieval political war game. Those are the three genres that it, it is. See, I'm also looking through the, the categories, so the genres of BGG, and you're right that some of them, like deduction, are very nice, but then there's like miniatures, novel-based, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. uh, that doesn't tell me a whole lot about the, or zombies, travel. American Revolutionary <laughs> War. <laughs> okay, that tells you a lot, I think. <laughs> yeah. But miniatures can, to me, on the one hand, I'm like, well, that just tells me that there's miniatures in it. That doesn't tell me. But it, that does sort of imply a kind of game. You know what I mean? Like, it can yeah. kind of... Yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, to your point, Warhammer and Blood Rage are both miniatures-based games. Those are nothing like each other. Like, yeah. one's a tactical skirmish game, and the other is a Euro disguised as a miniatures game. So, I agree that... A lot of these kind of drift into what I would start to classify as theme or setting. And I think labeling something as a miniatures game is almost a pejorative a lot of the time because you'll see that on like Reddit threads or board game geek threads or Discord threads where, oh, you know, it's just a bucket of plastic mini game. That's a production decision, but it's not necessarily informing what the experience is I'm going to get playing it. Yeah, I'm thinking of like the Marvel United games. Like those are just a yeah. whole box of minis, but I don't really think of that as like a miniatures game exactly because you really only mm-hmm. use a couple in a game. And, you know, it's it's not about like tactical, you know, uh, positioning for like whatever. Anyway. One of the one of the categories here is math, and I clicked <laughs> on it with the hope that Reiner Knizia <laughs> better be in there somewhere and he has the number one i was gonna say he better be dominating game. that man yeah he is the number he has the highest ranked math game 
Math games explicitly require players to use mathematical knowledge and concepts to achieve game objectives. Games involving ordering of numbers or only basic arithmetic should be classified as number games instead. Uh, so for impromptu segment, we're going to be doing our favorite category or genre. Uh, category is what BGG is calling it. Uh, and then our favorite mechanism within that category and a game for both. So I'll go first. I'm going to say my favorite category is economic. Uh, just because I feel like that covers a nice swath and kind of digs into train games a little bit. My favorite mechanic within that, I think, is auctions. If you throw an auction in something, I get very excited. And if you tell me, hey, this has auctions in it, I will probably want to play it. Uh, and I think the game that best exemplifies that for me is Raw, even though that's technically bidding. Shocking. Um <laughs> I, I really love that game. I think the auctions are so exciting. Um, and the more that you lean into the craziness of it, the better. Or the more you lean into the serious, like, heads-downness of it. Uh, it's such a versatile experience you can have. It'd be very, very beer and pretzel-y, or you can have it be very, like, buttoned down. I think as an overall economics one, I'm really struggling with that. But I think I'm just going to go Age of Steam, even though I yeah. would not classify mm -hmm. that as economics fully. I think it's a little yeah. bit... In the middle between the Venn diagram yeah. of trains and economics, um, which I'm just on record as really liking. It's a cool game. Play it if you haven't. <laughs> How much shared incentives are there in Age of Steam? Right? There, there's a few, but I don't feel like there's that much. Maybe I'm playing it differently. I don't know. Everyone wants everything on the board at some point, and it's who's in a better position to take it and you're taking a lot of those things out from under each other, and so it's a bit of a race in that regard. So... Yeah, I don't know if you're like, there's no market manipulation in it, but depending on the map, there could be. Huh. Maybe we need an episode on what shared incentives means. <laughs> <laughs> Adding it to the list. My favorite genre. I was debating between economic and another one, but since Evan said economic, I'll go with the other one. Territory building, mm -hmm. um, which have games, which are games where the players establish and or amass control over a specific area. So you build that territories. And my favorite mechanism is probably connections, where you're trying to form connections between different points on the board. I don't know why I like these things so much. I think it's because they both lean into a shared space. You can't really do this. I mean, I guess you could have a game where you're building a territory on your own personal board to make connections between stuff on your personal board. But God, that sounds horrible. <laughs> I think they both just like lean into... Yeah, it's a roll and write, exactly. Uh, so I think they both really lean into the shared space, and they just... They mean there must be interaction because our territories will will intersect. I want to build in this open space, but you've also seen that same open space. And so now we have to compete over it. If I need to make a connection between two things, you know, maybe they're east to west and you're going north to south, we're going to intersect in the middle there. So there's mm. just like so much room for interaction um, in these kinds of games. And my favorite game that satisfies both these things, it is both a territory building and a connections game. Through the desert. Dang. <laughs> Literally, you score points by both making connections and building territories. So I think it is uh, the epitome of a perfect connections territory building game. Nice. It's also one of those titles where you can't really change a rule without just totally destroying what makes that game great. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. I am definitely having a hard time. I, I It's strange to me because I think there is still, even here in BGG, like territory building kind of implies like what you're going to be doing more than something like sci-fi to me I'm, I'm still sort of struggling with like how to pick a favorite amongst these things that are not totally equal i really like comic book themed games that 
doesn't really tell you a lot about what the the mechanics are going to be, but like as a genre, um, I really like that. It's it's definitely anything that in that setting is going to like elevate it for me, and probably it's it's going to make me want to like it more for sure. Um, I also and then for like mechanics, I really like deduction, um, and that is also a, a genre or category. So maybe that's my favorite just across the board. But it's strange because I feel like the games that use deduction really well, like like there aren't a lot of them. And even I don't know that they're like my favorites. And so I don't know why it's my favorite thing. I think I just like to try to figure out what somebody else is doing. And so maybe that's bluffing. Maybe that's deduction. I honestly really am debating even saying party game because some of my highest rated like 10 out of 10 games are like, wavelength and just one because those are just the games that have given me the most laughs and fun per unit of time you know like i just feel like those are the games that i've played the most with the most friends and had a ton of fun with and they're the games that i have to like get in like i have to get in my friends heads you know i have to think oh what what word are they going to use to describe this how can i how can i communicate this to this person and i I feel like it's really about kind of get like communicating with my friends i think whatever genre that is maybe it's deduction um, maybe it's party game, maybe it's something else, but it's somewhere in there. And I think like just one and wavelength are both really good examples. So I think those are my favorites, honestly, it's a roundabout way of getting there, but, <laughs> and there you have it. That's our 20th episode of cardboard philosophy. If you enjoyed listening, uh, we would, uh, much appreciate your thoughts and feedback at cardboard at gmail.com. We also have a guild on BGG, mm-hmm. uh, where you can stop by, get a conversation going about whatever your heart desires. If we said something that you disagreed with, throw it up there and get some discussion going <laughs> on. Uh, as far as bookkeeping for the show, please subscribe, please recommend it to a friend. And if you're online anyway, doing a bunch of those things, Robert, is there something else that people can do this week? To support the show or support people on the show? Uh, you can add me on MySpace. I have a game coming out. It is, it's going to be on Backer Kit when you're listening to this. It's called Moon Rollers from Ivy Studio. So just look it up, BGG it or Backer Kit it. And just out of curiosity, the categories for it on the BGG listing oh. are dice and science fiction. And the mechanisms are <laughs> push your luck, dice rolling, open drafting. Does that tell you anything useful? I don't know. I think it does. Uh, but there you go. I will say it's fun. I've enjoyed it. It is fun. It better be fun. We're trying to make money. It is. And I do like dice games. Thanks for listening. Check out Moon Rollers and play some games later. Later.